Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I guess this is our second take at uh, a video um, show. Listen, there's a lot of bugs to kink out. We still got bugs going on here where there's a little bit of reverb in the uh, headphones and stuff like that, but we're going to make it work. We're and, gonna do our best because there's way too much stuff to talk about right yes. now. Yes, and just look at it like this: this is our training camp where we're working out the bugs before the the regular season kicks in, where it really, really matters. That's all. We're just doing two days here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, working where you gotta work out everything. We're having a Daniel Jones type of first practice against the Lions. He did better in his second. Oh, you yeah. know. See, I didn't but, see nothing about uh, him. I just keep seeing about how Dak keeps throwing interceptions. But it, well, I mean, Dak is Dak. But th- see, here's the thing: I I don't put too much stock in a lot of the training camp stuff because it's it is what it is. It's practice. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm not gonna sit there and put a lot of stock in it. Um, I'm just gonna be like, hey, listen, this is what it is. Um, you're supposed to make mistakes and you're supposed to not be great. You're supposed to throw some picks and take some chances. See, you know, work things out. Uh, like we're doing now, like we said, we're working out the kinks. They're working out the kinks in the offense and the defense, all that stuff. Um, so I, I don't put too much stock in the people who worry about, oh, boy, that quarterback, he didn't look good. He did not look good in that practice. Oh, did you see that, that first rating camp? Oh, my God, he looks bad. No, <laughs> I don't I don't see that. You know, it is it is what it is. Wait until two or three weeks into a season, and if a quarterback's not playing well or you see, like, a team's not gelling – then you could start to worry. Yeah. Uh, but for training camp, this is the point of training camp. 
I'll tell you what, though. I am uh, curious for Saturday night with the Eagles uh, preseason. I know it's preseason. I know we both said, you know, we don't really watch or whatever. I am going to tune in to see how my buddy, uh, my guy, uh, Jalen Carter does. Um, from what I've been reading, he's just dominating the defensive line to the point that even the Eagles offensive line are trying to figure out how to scheme against them. Wow. Um, that Eagles defense is going to be a problem. Yes. As long as we can stay healthy. They are going to be a massive problem all year. But here's the thing. Even if you're, even if you're not healthy, the, uh, what what they've been able to put together depth wise on that Eagles defense, like we all look at the starters and yes, they're massive and you know you're basically the Georgia Bulldogs as we've as we've said before. But um, if we look at that that Eagles defense, I almost said Georgia defense. If we look at that <laughs> Eagles defense, depth wise is even more impressive than even just what you have as the starters because you can have a couple guys take a blow, a couple guys get hurt or whatever. And you can still put guys in there and not lose anything. Yeah. And that that's the thing that's been coming out of the training camp is it's going because, you know, Philly likes to use a, a rotation type style um, of defense for their defensive line. They everywhere I was reading said it's going to be tough to keep him off the field because he's playing, you know, he's practicing so well. But, you know, practice is one thing. Game, you know, playing in the game is totally, totally different. Um, like we talked about, but um yeah like you said uh kicking off the show we have a lot to talk about we have uh you know some college uh realign realignment um there is so much to talk about when it comes to that um wow that last friday literally there was i want to say like a four-hour period in which the entire landscape of college football changed. Yeah. And I mean, the Pac-12 is dead. Well, not according to a couple of those teams. They need to band together and make a super, super conference. I saw it. I just kept scrolling. <laughs> in that four-hour period, that conference died. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't even know. We don't know the ramifications of this yet of uh, like truly how far this is going to go as far as uh creating some of these uh well the super conferences that we talked about last year because when we went through this last year we had the same thing yeah um and you went from the pac-12 where you had uh usc and ucla then say they were going for the big 10 so then you had the Pac-10 basically again. Okay. Then Colorado this year said, "Okay, we're going back to the Big 12." They were leaving. So now you only had nine schools. Then you have still have the Pac-12 here who cannot get any kind of television deal, and I think that was the problem. Is a lot of this comes from the commissioner of the Pac-12. Uh, both, I think it was the the one before Larry Scott and and this guy now, um, I forget his name. It's like something that begins with a K. Okay, his last name is like uh, 
cock it up a lot or whatever his name is. Um, but it, 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 it would be an appropriate name because they, it, it seems like they just had a, an apathy almost, or, or just a, just this idea that, well, we're, we're the pack 12 and it'll be okay. Someone will pick us up. Someone will want to do something. Yeah. And the stories coming out about last Friday morning and, and the uh, meeting, that they had between all the uh, Pac-12 commissioners and presidents and all that stuff uh, is some wild shit. It is absolutely wild. There's a lot of talk. From what I understand, a lot of uh, some of the smaller schools there thought that they had something. The commissioner had basically sold them on the whole Apple deal. Uh, telling them that you know the Apple deal, you know it was it wasn't going to give them a lot, but if they hit certain streaming goals, then they would get even more, and they would get more. They would get closer to what the SEC has, and yeah. and things like that per payout per school, and all this other stuff. And uh, uh, basically, Oregon and Washington walked in, heard that, said, "We're going to the Big Ten and walked out of the room. And as soon as that happened, that's when you had uh, Arizona and uh, Utah start talking to the Big 12. Arizona State ended up jumping in on that. And then that's when you had later on in the day, Arizona, Arizona State and Utah both signed over to the Big 12. So now you have the Pac-12, who has four teams left, Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State. You have the Big 12 that has 16 teams. <laughs> um, you have the Big 10 that has 18 teams. <laughs> um, so right now, college football doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but there's a there's a lot to unpack here. And not just with football. There's a lot to unpack with football. Don't get me wrong. Um, the traveling, the scheduling... Are we just going to get super conferences? Are there now three legitimate super conferences? I would say that the Big 12 is a super conference. I would. Okay. I would say the Big 12 is a super conference. It's the third of the super conferences. Yeah. Obviously, the Big 10 and the SEC are, can battle for one and two. But the Big 12 for what we all thought last year was dead after Texas and Oklahoma left, all of a sudden – they're they're alive they have they have schools now they have a lot of schools that maybe a lot of people don't see as bigger schools but they still have a decent amount they have utah they have byu coming in they have colorado with prime which is going to be a lot better than colorado's been in the last 20 years yeah um i i, I guarantee that just from recruiting and honestly colorado can't get much worse yeah. so they're going to be better just i think by default um, and you also had a team from the Big 12 that was in the national championship. Granted, they got their ass kicked, but uh, you know, you have TCU, Baylor's been good for uh, a little bit here. Now, you bring in some of the conference USA teams they're bringing in, or the uh, 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 American athletic teams like uh, Central Florida's coming in, and uh, Cincinnati's coming in. Cincinnati was just in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you you have teams now in the Big 12 that have been in the playoffs or have vied for the playoffs in almost every year now, uh, and you have a solid football program, and you have 
fucking 16 teams. You have a, you have a lot of teams now Yeah. for a conference that was working with, I think it was an eight or nine for the last couple of years. Um, now, now they're one of the bigger conferences simply because of volume and people could argue about quality, but then now we go over to, you know, listen, I think the same thing is, you know, the SEC is four or five teams and then a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. Like who, who gives a shit about Vanderbilt or Ole Miss or, or Mississippi state or Missouri or, you know, insert school here, like South Carolina, as much as I love the Cox, go Cox. <laughs> um, you know, they, they are, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're not a legitimate threat ever in the SEC yeah. or in college football. You know what I mean? So, and, and look at the big, the big 10, Maryland, Rutgers, Purdue, Northwestern, Iowa. Iowa's always good for maybe an upset every year or so, but even yeah, so, Nebraska's been shit. Yeah. You know, every now and then one of those teams from the Big Ten West come out and do something, but they all ultimately end up failing. But like like I said, like so I, I don't put the Big 12 in any real huge disadvantage, especially now with the college football playoff expanding. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, and I think that's it. You got the big three now. I think, you know, people talk about, oh, power four. They're a power five. What what if the Pac-12 can get something? First of all, the Pac-12 is dead. Yeah. Even if the Pac-12, what are they going to do? Raid the Mountain West? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, not, nothing like getting Boise State <laughs> and Utah State and Colorado State, who's been even worse than the fucking Colorado Buffaloes. And you can't get much worse than them, but they've been worse. Yeah. Colorado's one win a year, you know, every year has at least been against Colorado State. Uh, Wyoming, Wyoming, let's get Wyoming in the pack. What, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? Like at, at this point, I think you just got to accept defeat and let the Pac-12 go. Yeah. And it's a shame, uh, but I think it, I think it's got to go. But then that's it. You have some schools that have some pedigrees, and not just in football. Like you know, Stanford and Cal have amazing Olympic athletic programs. Yeah. Uh, beyond just what uh, what football is, and Stanford, for they have ebb and flows, but they, I mean, up until recently, they had a good eight year run where they were a great team, high ranked team, fourth, fifth, sixth ranked. You know, Stanford was always there. Um, on the football side of it, I think there's still a lot of dominoes to fall. But a good question that I think a lot of other people brought up. Uh, and I want your kind of opinion on this too. Um, it's all the other sports is, you know, the baseball, the cross, uh, field hockey, ice hockey, uh, swimming, gymnastics, things like that, you know, track and field, um, for, for these football teams and things that, you know, when they travel, you know, they travel once a week, it's, you know, even, even if you're traveling from, uh, you know, Eugene, Oregon to, Piscataway, New Jersey, you got to play Rutgers, yeah. you know, um, it's cross country. It sucks. It's a long flight, but you're doing it once a week and it's there. You're a softball team. Like you, you you're going to have to have like a West coast swing now, yeah. you know, like let's say you're Maryland that you got to go and well, let's plan it out. Let's go play in Seattle, uh, uh against Washington. Let's go play in Oregon. Let's go down and play UCLA and USC and then swing back home. 
And then after that long ass flight, okay, uh, you you get back home at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, and you got to go to class at seven thirty. Yeah. Like and and again, these are not the football players. These are not people who are basically professional athletes and don't give a shit if they go to class or not. Like these are legitimate student athletes. Yeah that still have to go to class and still have to do this. Um, that's where it becomes a little bit more uh, problematic. I think in, in, in my mind, when you start looking at the other sports um, and that's the other thing too, like it's a double-edged sword because these other sports get funded and a lot of their funding comes from the football program. Yeah. And from what they bring in and a lot of these new deals are going to be bringing in a lot of money for these schools and for their athletic programs. But now they're also going to have to spend a lot of money on the travel. And what does that travel do to the student body? My, I wonder what your thought is on that whole situation and conundrum about that, about how the, the making these moves strictly thinking of football, how it affects these other sports. I think in a way it's kind of messed up, but I mean, if football is your your money maker, I mean, you gotta put more of your um, thinking, you know, you know, like going to a new conference or whatever, um, has to kind of be based around the football program because, like I said, that's that's your money maker for these other, um, you know, softball, baseball, or whatnot. Um, I mean, I guess you could take into a little bit of consideration these other sports, but it, it's it's going to be tough to please all the the programs. So now, I've I heard a a unique idea. I forget where the I forget where I heard it. Um, I wish I could give credit, but my memory sucks. I'm old. Deal with it. Um, but what what about the idea of taking the football like like we talked about super conferences and and things like that about the big time what if we just say screw this let's take the big 10 sec big 12 and maybe the one or two other outlying schools notre dame stanford uh uh something like that and actually make a super conference actually make a football, make it east and west north and south whatever you want to do however you want to put them together or do something make four of them i don't care the word northwest east south north midwest whatever and actually do that and have for football those be those football conferences and football only those are those are football Conferences, obviously, the 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 uh, college football is kind of separate from the NCAA anyway. Yeah, like the NCAA really has no authority or power over college football as it stands now. So just finally rip that bandaid off and just do this, and you have these you know sixty or so schools, sixty four or so schools that are football conference schools. That's it. They're part of this football super conference, and then leave regional conferences for all the other sports like still have the big east and the acc and the pac 12 and stuff like that for basketball for uh lacrosse for softball for all the other stuff so that it still remains regional it doesn't put the strain on the uh, travel costs it doesn't put the strain on any student athletes of those ones that are actually student athletes um and 
and does that. I, I think that's a unique idea. I think that's probably where we're going anyway. Well, that that sounds like the best idea to, to do. I think that's a great idea. It's just a case of can you do it? Would there be any, like, would the NCAA try to throw any legal blocks into it? I don't know if they could. I mean, could, um, could they, though? Because, I mean, just look at Notre Dame alone. You know, we're in the independent, the football program's in the independent, but the rest of the sports programs are part of the ACC. Are in the ACC, right. Um, so that's what I mean. I, that shows that, that something like that can work. And I think we're moving that way anyway. And I think it, it, at, at the end of the day, you're going to have maybe some of these schools that made this move say like, this was done for the money reasons. And this was done for for those reasons and and for you know because it does help to fund the the athletic programs and do everything like that but when it comes to the other sports it's it literally is not sustainable yeah to have the oregon ducks lacrosse team go out to piscataway to play rutgers or maryland or you know have anything like that it, it doesn't make any kind of financial sense it doesn't make any sense whatsoever for football but I think they need to start looking at it from that aspect and I don't know like that's what makes me wonder because I think we have a, a, a case where we're, we're not done yet I think you know again I think there is always going to be the Notre Dame question um, and I think the Notre Dame question also works with what yeah, yeah, that ties into some other schools there. I think that ties into what Stanford does. What does the Big Ten want to do? Well, I did see yesterday um, that supposedly there, there was a source, and I saw it on Twitter, um, that Notre Dame is pushing Stanford to join the ACC so they could keep that, that rivalry there. Well, there's also, because there's word that the ACC wants to take in Stanford and Cal. Yeah. But the ACC is facing its own like the ACC is going the way of the Pac-12, I think soon. Yeah. Especially with the loudness of Florida State, but also Miami, North Carolina, Duke, and Clemson have all been saying, "Listen, we we want we th this grant of rights deal and and this situation is not sustainable. We are not getting nearly enough money, and we the way things are, we can't compete with the SEC and the Big Ten. And we don't want to do that. And I know uh, Florida State's thing has been, well, we want a bigger cut. Yeah. We want a bigger cut than some of these, than Boston College or Syracuse because we're we're a bigger brand and we're pulling our weight. Um, but I, I think in the long run, you're going to look at these schools. They're already looking at lawyers. I know that. I know that Clemson and Florida State have already uh, have lawyers looking into what they need to do to get out of the grant of rights. Because here's the other thing I learned too, is that they can leave the ACC if they pay the $125 million exit yeah. fee or whatever. And I heard that they, they were even talking to certain banks about giving them loans okay. to get out of that. But the grant of rights is separate from that. What, what the way it was explained, the way I understood it is that, while they can leave the ACC and play in another conference, what they did by giving the ACC the grant of rights 
is that the ACC basically owns their games. Okay. So now that means that any games they play anywhere, though any any revenue, anything like that, still goes to and comes from the ACC. Those rights, wow. but long those games that they would want to play belong to the ACC. And it's not just a cut; it's one hundred percent. So it's like they, like the, like the ACC owns the games, like the actual physical games themselves that they would schedule. Yeah, they own their games until twenty thirty six. Holy shit! So even if they buy themselves out, the grant of rights doesn't allow the games to go anywhere else but the ACC and the ACC network and things like that. Yeah. So that's where you're going to have to start looking into the lawyers, which they already are. Yeah. And looking to get out. So if I'm Stanford and Cal, maybe for a stopgap to survive, but that's the other thing too. Like the, 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 the feeling that I get around Stanford and Cal is that they don't give a shit. They would never like the football program is not their main priority. Okay. You know, and granted they're more academic institutions and, uh, things like that, but I can see the Big Ten making a play for Stanford to get Notre Dame. And I still think, and a lot of people get pissed and say like, oh, Notre Dame, I'm tired. Who even wants fucking Notre Dame? Listen, whether you like Notre Dame or not, Notre Dame is still money. Yeah. Bottom line is Notre Dame is a, is, is a, is a money printing machine for whoever gets that. And if you don't think the SEC is still trying to get Notre Dame, if you don't think the Big Ten is still trying to get Notre Dame, the ACC, obviously, they feel like they have their foot in the door at Notre Dame. But I think Notre Dame also sees the writing on a wall there. I really do. Um, And so I think Notre Dame's going to wait for the right time. I really hope Notre Dame does eventually. And I was always a, a proponent of Notre Dame staying independent. I always was. Okay. I was always like, fuck the conferences. They don't need one. Everybody always screamed, Notre Dame needs to join a conference. Notre Dame needs to join a conference. I was like, no, the fuck they don't. And as we've seen, they have it. They 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 still put together some of the best and toughest schedules in in football every year. As much as people try to decry them, they still have the one of the tougher schedules. Yeah. You know, they're not playing, you know, like Alabama A and M. You know, they're not playing William and Mary. Yeah. Or the, or the Citadel, you know, they're playing, you know, uh, uh, actual Division One teams. Um, I, as much as I was a, a proponent and fan of them staying independent, we are at a time now in college football where they, they're going to have to join a conference, whether that ends up being like the super conference that we talked about, whether that ends up being the Big Ten, um, or, or or even the SEC or something like that, um, and and don't think for a minute that the SEC isn't trying to get them. Yeah, um, I, I think that's where we're going, um, and so now it's time to be. Because here's the other thing too. Notre Dame might have you know if they build up enough animosity towards them about like oh we're not going to join anybody we're not going to join anybody. That's what I fear is, and and they probably won't because of money, but I have, you know, there's always the fear that if they do start a super conference or they do, you know, kind of break away and do their own thing, uh, that you'll have the, you know, big 10 sec, big 12, whatever say like, okay, well, whoever comes from our conference, our little club here, they get to be in the playoffs. Anybody outside of that doesn't. 
anybody like the Mountain West, they don't get to be in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the AAC, you know, Conference USA, they don't get to be in it. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Notre Dame, you don't get to be in it because this is just for us. Yeah. So that's and that's always a worry. Do I think that will happen? No, but it's a possibility. So if I'm Notre Dame, like, and here's the other thing, too. Um, if you get Stanford into the Big Ten, and this is and this is the other thing that I think gives the Big Ten the advantage. The Big Ten now has a majority of Notre Dame's uh, rivals in yeah. conference, yep. like Michigan, Michigan State, USC. If they get Stanford, that's four of Notre Dame's biggest rivals in conference, and that's the other thing too is. These conferences are getting so big, they might go to a more conference-heavy schedule in which then they say you can't schedule Notre Dame. And not only that, for the one or two out-of-conference games that they'll be able to schedule, they will want to schedule a cupcake. They won't want to schedule Notre Dame. And then you get rid of, like, can you imagine not having the Notre Dame-USC rivalry? Oh, God. You know, like, or, or, or Notre Dame-Stanford? Like, no. Yeah. So I think that's a, I think that's a big allure, and I think that's a big part of why the Big Ten. Like a lot of people were wondering, like, well, you know, the Big Ten. Oh, they got two California teams. They got two Southern Cal teams. Like, what's the point of that? It's like I think a big part of that was getting USC because getting USC now is that's a huge piece in trying to get Notre Dame into the conference. Um. So let, let me ask you this then, because I, I the other thing I did see also is I guess uh, Notre Dame is. Um, negotiating with NBC about a extension and it's possibly like a 10 year extension. How hard would it be? Like if Notre Dame wanted to join the big 10 or, or whatnot, would that contract transfer over or would they be like breach I, of contract or I think with the big 10 now having a contract with NBC and Peacock and them, I think that if anything, that'll help. Okay. If Notre Dame transfers over and and does anything like that. And listen, Notre Dame is always going to try to be Notre Dame. Yeah. And so they might even try to be like, listen, we have our own special deal. Like we know the Big Ten has its deal with with uh, uh, NBC and Peacock. Can I go to that? But we also still have our own deal. Yeah. And so like not only do we get a cut of the Big Ten contract, but we still also have ours, so we have a little extra special. And I'm sure people wouldn't like that, but that's Notre Dame, and that's how they're always going to act, and that's how they're always going to try to be. And if you're Notre Dame, I would try to do that as well. Yeah. That's just that, – that, that just makes sense. That's, you know, uh, money-wise. But I, I think whether that happens, whether some kind of hybrid deal or something like that, I think, I think that is something that will um, work in – in Notre Dame's favor and in the Big Ten's favor is that they both now have uh, a relationship with NBC. Okay. Um, and, you know, if Notre Dame works in that country, and that's probably something they're looking at too. And again, we wouldn't be privy to that unless somebody leaks it. Um, but they might have wording in that contract, you know, because NBC might want to cover their ass too. Yeah. And just be like, if, you know, if this and that happens and if Notre Dame ends up joining uh, the big 10, then, you know, this happens and this triggers this and uh, the, you know, that it was either an escalator or a de-escalator or something like that, or, or 
or something of that nature. I'm, you know, again, lawyer shit that I wouldn't know. And we wouldn't know unless again, it got leaked. Uh, but you know, uh, again, I don't think Notre Dame does it this year, but you got the college football playoffs expanding next year. You have everybody moving over to the new conferences next year. I mean, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington are moving to the big 10 next year. Uh, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State moving to the Big 12, BYU moving to the Big 12, Colorado moving to the Big 12. Um, and what uh, I think USC joined, uh, UCF, sorry, yeah. joined this year. Uh, Cincinnati's joining this year. Uh, you know, like, the, the, so, I mean, it, it's, it's starting to shake out now. Um, and I think you're starting to see, that's why Florida State's making noise. Clemson's making noise. They want to see what they can get because nobody wants to be left outside in the cold. Yeah. When this all finally does shake out. And that's what I mean. You still have the Big Ten and SEC fighting for Clemson. I think they're both trying to get Clemson. Uh, North Carolina is is surprisingly a big get for either one of them, whether it's the SEC or Big Ten. And if you get North Carolina, you're probably getting Duke as well. Because yeah. North Carolina is not going to leave Duke anywhere. Um, and likewise, Duke's not going to leave North Carolina anywhere uh, simply for the basketball rivalry, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so they'll be going somewhere. Um, and another question somebody brought up, too. I know we're spending a lot of time here on our college stuff. We did want to talk about other stuff. Uh, but if you get enough teams, like, do you look at maybe some of these conferences ditching some teams? Like when I mean, contracts come up and stuff like that. Like somebody was talking about, like, would the Big Ten look at getting rid of like Maryland and Rutgers by, it, to it, add certain other teams? You know, yeah. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, you know, you want to have the, the the strongest conference from team one all the way down to you know team ten or whatever it would be. Like, uh, would, like the, would the would the SEC want to get rid of Vanderbilt and Missouri? You know, yeah. I mean, I could I could see that happening. I mean, that's in a way, it's kind of like good logic. Again, you know, you want the the the, the toughest teams that bring in the most money, and you know that that be your not saying these you know Alabama's going to well, move to a different. I, I don't think it's it's not, it's not about so much toughest teams or conference. You know, like oh all that kind of stuff. I think it's more the case of you're going to have teams like Michigan, Ohio State, if Notre Dame joins Notre Dame or USC. Oregon, they're going to look around and say, like, how the fuck are we getting the same cut as fucking Rutgers? Yeah. Or as Maryland? Or as Purdue? Or, or Northwest? How are we getting the same cut as these fucking schools? Um, so I think that's a question where you might start seeing some teams either like, or, or some colleges be like, maybe either contract and get rid of some of these teams or give us a bigger share. Yeah. Which again is the whole problem that the ACC is facing right now. So I don't know. Like you'd have to see if, the, unless they stick together for unity and all this other stuff, um, you'd have to say. Uh, but I, I think that's an interesting question to ask to going forward. Or, or yeah, I don't think you'll do, see anything like, like that happen for a few years, five, 10 years. Or well, whenever this big 10 deal is up with some of these teams, uh, 
because that's the other thing too. Uh, uh, Oregon and Washington are only getting a half share. Yeah. Uh, for the first couple of years, and I think it escalates after a, a couple of years, and it goes up a little bit. But they're not getting full shares, and they won't until the next Big Ten contract with either, either Peacock or NBC or whoever they talk to about it, uh, Fox, whatever. Yeah. Because um, the Big Ten's got three deals. They got Peacock, CBS, and Fox, so they got everybody. Uh, but whenever that next deal happens, then they'll get the full share. So that's when you're gonna start seeing that or hearing that or, or, or seeing anything like that. So that's still a little bit out of the way, but I think that's something that may happen. So like, that's the other thing too. Like if I'm a Rutgers, if I'm a Maryland, you better start getting better. Yeah. Um, and that's something you're going to have to start looking at is, is, is becoming a better team and actually being competitive. But that's another thing too, which you maybe want to keep some soft teams in your conference so that you can still schedule cupcake games as if they do now, but you know, oh, it's still an in-conference game, but you know, like again, when Alabama goes and plays Vanderbilt, like who's expecting fucking Vanderbilt to win? Yeah. You know, nobody. I, I'd much rather keep like uh, the, the mid tier teams where <clears throat> it helps make your schedule look stronger compared to having the weakest team that you're playing. Like, like you we're, said, in, we're in conference. We're in, we're having a conference game. Yeah. The conference yeah. games against records, but you get to say, Oh, it's in conference. So, yeah. So I, I would much rather keep the, keep a mid tier team in and then bounce out the, the cupcake ones. We'll see. I, I don't know. Well, well, again, like you said, I think we got a few years uh, before that happens. Hey, your Baltimore Orioles are doing pretty fucking good, man. Yeah, the team is. Uh, I hate I hate that they are, and I hate how the Yankees are doing. I really do. Um, not so much uh, Jackass Angelos. Uh, that seems to be uh, <laughs> that seems to be the sentiment uh, that goes around, uh, not just Baltimore, but apparently everywhere. Um, especially especially after this story broke earlier in the week, um, and apparently this was back at the end of July that this happened. So it's actually been a couple weeks. Oh wow, okay. I, I thought uh, it, or, or, or it was like I think it was I think it was mid July or something that this happened, or, or I forget the actual date, but yeah. Um, and as this recording, from what I understand, he still hasn't been reinstated. But yeah, uh, Baltimore Orioles broadcaster, and I forget his name, Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, there you go. Thank you so much for doing the research for me uh, because I'm a bad podcast host. Uh, but Kevin Brown literally stated facts, nothing but facts, not an opinion, didn't uh, disparage the team or any player or anything of that matter. They had put graphics up that supported the facts that he was saying. That's what kills um, me. So there was a clearly... Uh, you know, a lot of things like that happening. Uh, he was uh, indefinitely suspended by the Orioles uh, after that game against the, the Rays. That apparently what it was, he came out and said that uh, the O's have been atrocious in Tropicana Field since 2017. The last time they won a series in Tampa Bay yeah. was 2017. Uh, the, the winning pitcher from that game where they won the series uh, is now a member of the Orioles broadcast team. <laughs> like he's gone and retired and now has got a whole different job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and let's face facts as, as you are aware, or anybody who pays attention is aware the Orioles have been garbage for the last 20 fucking years. Yeah. 
Um, so like none of this is a surprise. None of this is anything. And again, he didn't say anything in a disparaging manner. He wasn't like, man, this fucking team sucks. (laughs) Look at this. He said, listen, this is the first time in six years that we're going to be able to win a series down here in Tampa. This is how woeful it's been down here for a while. And now we got a chance to, uh, uh, to to end that streak and to do something it's, it's just be another notch in this pretty incredible season uh, for the Orioles, which kind of America has kind of started pulling for the Orioles, seeing them doing so well again. Um, and then, yeah, he just disappeared from television. And then it came out a couple of weeks later, which was uh, the, what the last weekend or the beginning of this week yeah. that, uh, that, uh, yeah, no, not the reason he hasn't been on television is that, he was suspended indefinitely and indefinitely suspended. And, and, uh, the Orioles official statement is that we don't comment on internal matters. Uh, and we hope that, uh, Kevin Brown will be able to join us again soon. Um, and, and they, that was it. That was how they left it. And the, the one thing that I've loved about this is hearing every other baseball announcer, commentator, and journalist absolutely fucking drag Angelos <laughs> and the Orioles. It's I, been a pleasure. I hate the Yankees. Everybody knows that uh, on the air here and also outside of the air. Um, kudos to the Yankees broadcaster. I don't know his name. Um, it was the, the John day. Sterling on the radio and Michael Kay on television, but they both have uh, said quite a few yeah. words about it. John I, Sterling, I, especially. Yeah, I think it was Sterling that I, I heard. Um, he said something you know, kind of pretty much along the same lines, but as far as the Yankees go, like the Yankees um, have done good against the, the Orioles this, this year. Um, hopefully I don't get suspended by Baltimore for saying that now. And, you know, like, and then, you Dude. know, kudos to the fans. Um, they came out last night, I believe it was, you know, yesterday's game, chanting Kevin Brown's name, you know, like Angelo's, this this may be the the final nail in the coffin to to have him ousted from that the the, the front office because he I, won't he won't well, he won't and I that's guess, the other and he, and and that's the thing that bugs me like I'm again I'm not an Orioles fan I'm a Yankees fan so I hate Baltimore um but here you have this miraculous season season out of nowhere and you have you know, again, this feel-good story where, like, everybody's like, "All right, Baltimore, finally, fucking doing something good." You know, everybody's kind of almost rooting for Baltimore, um, and then you go and do this, and you fuck it all up. Yeah, and you get it to now where people are like, "Well, all right, fuck you." Like, how do you take a feel-good story and fuck it up? Only Angelos can fucking do that. You know, I'm just thinking now. You know who Angelos reminds me of with this whole situation? Major League Baseball, the movie. The female owner. He's the female owner. Just when oh, major league. Yeah, yeah. no, he, he's trying to do anything he can just to fuck it up. Yeah, and and you know what? I, I I hope obviously I hope the O's keep on, you know, keep on winning and keep on doing good. And I hope Kevin Brown gets a lawyer and says, "You owe me money." There was nothing I said in there. And the the, the kicker and the killer about this whole thing is, and like you said, they had a graphic put up with the exact same thing he was saying. So it's yeah, not with the like, graphic guys, with the graphic guys suspended too. That, that's my. I, point. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. But. Yeah, uh, you know everybody that was involved with that, the teleprompter, the you know the the stats guys, they should be all all suspended too. Otherwise, they should all, I mean that's what I mean. 
but were they or is it like why why was kevin brown singled out for saying on the air what was clearly prepared clearly went through a lot of hands and a lot of people to the point where it was put up on the graphics and made and like it was it, it was there yeah like that's right and not only that but it wasn't like it wasn't a hit piece it yeah. wasn't he wasn't shitting on the team if anything he was trying to say this is showing how good this year has been. We're ending a lot of these bad streaks yeah. that we've had. We haven't won a series in the Trops since 2017. Here's our chance to do it. We, have, you know, this is a, a, another bad record is going to drop this year because of how good the Orioles are doing. And instead, they suspended them for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it doesn't make. And and I think that's that's the kicker. Is that. It's not a. It's not even that it makes like little sense. Like it's not even like, dude, this really doesn't make sense. Like it, it makes no sense. Yeah, it makes minus sense. Like it doesn't. Like it. It really is. And I think that's what it is. And so I'm, I was happy to see like, uh, I, I saw the Cub broadcasters uh, a couple of days ago. We're talking about how oh yeah, you know, well it's been a while. We've lost 276 consecutive games to the Mets <laughs> and. Uh, all that stuff and Gary Cohen went on a spiel on on the Mets television for it. Um, like it, I, I've been happy to see uh, the 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 baseball world rally around Kevin Brown um, and uh, and the whole like it was, it's just it doesn't make fucking sense. And now it's almost like and that's the other thing too is we figured once this happened, like maybe a day or two later, Kevin Brown will be back on the air. He's yeah. still not on the air. Like what the fuck are you doing? So that makes me wonder if he did lawyer up. Because I, I was under the impression when, when um, Baltimore released the statement this past week that he was suspended indefinitely. I didn't realize he's been gone since middle of July or... or but how would he... Yeah, why would you lawyer... Like, if he lawyered up, then he definitely wouldn't be on the air. But say mid-July, he... So, like, why didn't... Like you said, why didn't Baltimore release the statement in July? Why was it this week, almost a month because later? nobody Because nobody noticed until all that, and then it was leaked. And then when it leaked and got everywhere, that's when Baltimore released the statement. Oh, okay. So they they didn't even release the statement saying, "Oh, he's been suspended," and anything like that to inform people. Yeah. People found out that well, this guy hasn't been on the air in a couple of weeks. What's going on? Yeah. And then it was leaked and found out that oh, he was suspended. And then Baltimore came out and said, "Any and all problems are uh, internal matters are handled internally. We don't comment on those. We just hope that Kevin Brown will be able to hope, go ahead and join us again soon." Oh, okay. So, I, I like, again, hope- that wasn't a case of them just coming out and informing people. No, they kept this shit quiet. Yeah. Until people were like, where, where the fuck is this guy? I, I just hope that when he does come back, if he does come back, he they don't make him do, a, like, an apology letter or something like, you know, I'm sorry for making disparaging remarks, you know, like a prepared statement. Because I it probably would. He probably, they'll, knowing Angelos, he probably would make him do that. And maybe that's why he won't. Maybe he's like, I'm not going maybe, to do that. I didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Maybe that's why, and he's, that's why he's, he's still not out. back. So I don't know. But again, speaking of people who uh, make graphics and make comments Ooh, and um, maybe don't check <laughs> on the sources, uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> This is what I mean, man. Like, like as bad as as we feel like we are sometimes, uh, man, fucking Colin Coward, man. I don't, I don't know. I part of me wants to believe that he did it on purpose, I so that I we would do this. I don't think so, because like I said, I because, think- because how, here's the other thing too. How does that go through that many people without somebody going up to him, or anybody 
on the production staff Very easy. and going, um, um, hey, Colin or graphics guy or producer or literally anybody that is involved with the show. Um, do you remember when Dwayne Haskins died last year? Yes. <laughs> now, I guess to look at it from Colin Coward's point of view, he's technically correct. <laughs> How do I know you? Because were Dwayne be Haskins will never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> no. So if we no. want to talk about correct it's, about whether he was right, technically Dwayne Haskins will never win a Super to Bowl. To take it a step further, it's not going to win a Super Bowl because when he read it off, when Coward read, uh, read it off, he said that's wrong. It's not, will not, or however he had it up on the graphic. It's can't win a Super Bowl. Well, obviously he can't win a Super Bowl. It it. Yeah, because it was it it was the graphic said can and he's like no 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 yeah. this is the list for can this is quarterbacks who can't win a Super Bowl and that was it then and then he and he listed uh, a couple other I forget he listed two before and then he said Dwayne Haskins and I'm listening I was like there's there's no and here's the other thing too <laughs> never corrected it yeah never came back from break and said boy complete goof complete boner on my part. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins no longer with us. Apologize profusely. Uh, I don't know how that slipped through. Nope, nothing. And, and no Just apologies on. to this day, right? And I, I, I haven't heard anything or seen anything. Yeah, neither have I. Um, so I, 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 I listen. It could happen. I can miss stuff. I'm not on Twitter or X or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and in fact, I've never tried X. <laughs> um but I, I i gotta tell you man I, I i again that's another thing where that passed through so many hands and not one like even the, the kid old, that's making the fucking graphic like the intern they have typing up the graphic yeah like he doesn't stop and say like uh duke haskins is fucking dead like th this is um this is really wrong. The only thing I could think of is maybe the graphic or maybe the teleprompter where you read it off of. Um, it had to be their last day of work. And wants Ron Burgundy him. <laughs> That's the only I, thing. I, you'd want to think. <laughs> but here's, because here's the thing. Because I, I don't think Colin read the screen. He had he has his stuff in front of him. Yeah. Like he doesn't read what's on the screen. You, you know, you don't really see a lot of the what's on the screen if you're doing the television. You're looking in the camera. You maybe see a teleprompter or something like that. Uh, but when he's you know going off on his stuff, there's usually not a prompter. Um, so I don't think he was reading the graphics. So I don't think it's a case like that. But like, cause here's the thing: it's not even like a, a case of maybe like even the graphics guy maybe doesn't. Because even if it's the graphic guy doesn't catch it, the producer should catch it. If a yeah. producer doesn't catch it. Fucking an intern. Like somebody has to notice that. Like, cause that again, those like the writers went through that. The fucking graphics people, producers, um, his, the people that are on the show with him, the, the, the rotating cast of women that he has on there, whatever. Yeah. Like literally nobody stopped to say, uh, no, Dwayne Haskins passed away. He got hit. He got hit by a bus or something last year. Uh, uh, down in Miami, yeah, uh, and like you, like yeah, you, it, it, you can't do that. Like you, 
there's a few things you can't do in this world. And come to think um, of it, I mean, they, they left the graphic up too. You, like you said, if yes, so, someone it saw was the, it, they all would've... kept it as legitimate. And that's what I mean is like the graphic stayed up. He never apologized for it. He never corrected a mistake. Nothing. It's gone as if straight. That's what it was. Yeah. It's like, are you absolutely kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, Dude, I, so I, I saw it's that, so bad. And, and I'm like, I saw the headline of it, and I'm like, no, like someone had to doctor this up or something. And I clicked it, and I'm watching it. Then, you know, I clicked another um, article or whatever that had it, and I'm like, how stupid can you be? <laughs> and I'm used to seeing dumb Colin Cowherd headlines and articles and stuff like that, but yeah. holy <laughs> shit, dude, what a mess! What an absolute mess for Colin Coward. Um, I just can't believe he hasn't, or because he's on Fox, right? Uh, he's on FS1, yeah. So Fox, like neither of them, released an apology statement or or even no. just a statement in general explaining how this happened. Well, um, apparently, again, I, this is what makes you think that maybe he did it on purpose. Uh, because he's, uh, uh, I think he's got a contract coming up, and they're doing negotiations and. Uh, FS1 is putting up uh, 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 big numbers, I think, for him. And apparently there's word that uh, ESPN is actually looking to maybe bringing him back to ESPN. Okay. Uh, and the reason why is because people talk about him. It's 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 like the Skip Bayless effect. So he's like wrong constantly. He's terrible, but maybe that's why. He does it because people talk about it. And again, more people tuned in. And I guarantee you, more people tuned into the show after that. Yeah, his his show the next day, than have probably watched them in the last six months, just to see if he talked about it or referenced it, which yeah. apparently he did. So, um, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. That's just that's that's just that's the, the early dummy move of, of the year. I was going to say we the football season hasn't even started yet, and Colin Coward is already in midseason, no. <laughs> even more so than us. Yeah. And I've and I've made some ter- I made a mistake in the last show. I think I said something that was completely and utterly uh, incorrect <laughs> and not factual. Um, but uh, I said it anyway. Uh, and for whatever it was, I forget what it was at this point. I'd have to go back and listen to it. But I, I listened to it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, that's not right." I was like, "That was." That's absolutely incorrect what I said. Um, so for anybody who heard that or understood that what I said was massively incorrect and you're sitting at home and you're like, uh, King, that's that was completely and utterly incorrect. You're right. It was. And I apologize for that. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was definitely incorrect. Um, but yeah, so um, out of the, that, what do we got? We got some uh, preseason starting uh, officially week one. Uh, of preseason starting I, to hit. I think uh, actually, I think tonight because we're we're recording on Thursday instead of Wednesday. I think there's a game tonight, isn't there? Or does it start tomorrow? Uh, there's two games tonight. There's yeah. two games tonight. I know the Patriots are playing. Uh, Texans are playing. Uh, I forget who else is playing. Um, you know, I don't really care too much about preseason. I don't think anybody really does. Just as long as nobody gets hurt. Anybody important, anyway. And that's what I mean. You're not seeing a lot of there's there's not a lot of people uh playing like Aaron Rodgers isn't playing for the Jets. Uh like nobody important is playing for the Bills. 
Um, I haven't heard yet about the Giants, whether Daniel Jones is going to play or not. Uh, clearly, I don't think Saquon's going to play. Um, you know, I think there's there's a couple things like that, and and, and that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so just as long, I, I think you get more out of the the shared practices now anyway than you do for preseason games. Um, I think that's outside the, of the guys fighting for that's a spot. Where they should go, you know, starting next year or whatever. Like get get rid of the, the preseason games. Do do these shared practices, like you said. You know, you get probably get more out of these shared practices than what you're going to get in the preseason games. And it's, uh, I feel like they're I think more they, controlled. They, I think if they add an 18th game, which I think it, I think that's going to happen relatively soon, within the next three seasons, three yeah. to five years. Um. You'll have the NFLPA say, "Okay, then end preseason, just end preseason, and you know we'll do, we'll continue to do like the shared practices because you get more out of that. Plus, the quarterbacks don't get hit. Um, oh, yeah, I think you get more meaningful reps. Um, did you see about that about that? I did see about <laughs> that, and uh, uh, you know, listen, there's always going to be some overzealous kid trying to make the team and uh, don't hit the quarterback wearing red. Just don't do it." That's an that's an easy way to get kicked <laughs> off a team. Whether it's a shared practice or your own practice, don't touch the red. Just well, don't touch it. I think that was like a Parsons that hit tackled him, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't I, I know. Almost, I know there was there was I know there was one from uh, the Jets and Panthers practice. Oh, okay. With uh, uh, somebody hit Bryce Young or, t- or at least touched Bryce Young. Okay. Uh, so. I don't know uh, about that, but I, I, I did see, I did hear along with that, that that had gotten hit. I didn't hear who hit him, yeah. but either way, uh, don't touch the quarterback. Now, of course, they're not going to go to Michael Parsons. He's going to be the, he's the <laughs> highest paid fucking defensive back in the league right yeah. now or whatever. Um, but you, I, I think you get more, the, the, the larger point here is I think you get more out of the shared practices than you do from preseason games. Now, uh, especially it's a much more controlled environment. Again, the quarterbacks usually, generally, shouldn't be hit. Um, and and I think that overall prepares teams better than doing just the preseason games. And I think if they add the 18th game, I think that's what you're going to have the team saying. is like, listen, we'll do the shared practices. We'll do all that. But if we're going to add the 18th game and preseason and the owners, of course, want preseason because they make money off of that because yeah. they force all the season ticket holders to buy those games, even if people don't go, or, which a lot of them don't. But you have to buy those tickets if you have season tickets. Uh, but if you have the players' union fight with that and be like, listen, we'll do. And I think that's where you're going to have to have the players' union stick their feet in the ground and be like, listen, we'll do 18 games, but we're ending preseason. Yeah. We're just not doing it anymore. No Hall of Fame game. None of that bullshit, nothing like that. We're just no preseason. Um, I think that'll come relatively soon. I hope so, too. Yeah. Again, I think overall that's better. Having the shared practices is better than preseason. Um, and, and again, nobody really watches or cares about preseason anymore. Like, I don't think anybody cared about it then. And well, I, back in the day, back when they had the 14 game schedule, they had six preseason games. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. And, you know, even watching the preseason games, it's not, it's not like Al Michaels or, you know, the, you it's know, your Tony local Roman. broadcast. It's, it's your local yeah. guys, your, your dealers. It's the local broadcasts that are doing it. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's right. Nobody cares. It's all a bunch of guys that are trying to make the team. And I get that. And, you know, maybe some people who are real hardcore aficionados like that. Yeah. 
but those guys are probably going to the fucking practices and training camp and watching them all practice out there and do the shared practices anyway. Yeah. So watch it. It doesn't matter making people go to the stadium and do all that. Like I, I, I don't, I, I haven't agreed with the preseason for a while. I think they should have gotten rid of it a while ago. This is the one things where I, I really am on the player side, a hundred percent, get rid of the preseason. Yeah. It, it, it is pointless, especially now with the shared practices that have been going on for what, about 10 years now or so. Yeah, where these teams do this every now and again, like the Giants did with the Lions, Jets did it with the Panthers, uh, what the Cowboys did it with the Rams or somebody. Like it, it's just let that happen. Let them do that. Um, again, it makes it more controlled. It's, uh, it's safer, I think, for everybody. Uh, less chance for injuries. Less chance for you know overzealous players trying to make the squad, uh, injuring somebody or hurting themselves in the effort to do that. Yeah think they're oppressing somebody let let it be in the training environment let it be in the camp environment where all of that happens um and get everybody ready and also the other the other thing with that too is that will get i think a lot of the other players uh some of the older players and some players that maybe don't want to do training camp to actually come to training camp to shake off some rust and to do things like that um to get ready for the season knowing that there's not going to be any preseason games. Or there's not going to be anything like that. Now, clearly, you know, like like you have some players still hold out and do stuff like that because they don't want to do camp or anything. But like you see, like Aaron Rodgers is doing camp, but he's not playing any preseason games. Yeah. Like again, so what's the point? What do we care? What do we we have already seen Zach Wilson how many times he sucks. We get it. <laughs> we don't need to see him play in fucking preseason again. We don't. Yeah. So, Hopefully that that happens. And honestly, I got to tell you something. If you're going to be sitting there watching these preseason games over this weekend, from from Thursday on all the way through the weekend, you're probably going to end up needing some W to go ahead and stay focused and awake and and seeing everything that happens. Because Jimbo, I got to tell you, W is the best way to get your energy to stay focused and to complete any task that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Totally agree. Like now you you've been you've you've been using dubby uh for a long time now well over a year almost two years now yeah uh you've been you've been on the dubby uh loving the beach and peach from what i understand me personally i'm a dub sludge guy love that apple love the fall sense of i'm always an apple guy just i always like even like jolly ranchers green apple let's fucking go that's the jam that's what i'm saying you know what i mean so that's the good stuff but that's what i mean is that they have so many other flavors as well some of them i can't remember they had one with something about a monkey in it i don't think it tastes like monkey i think it just tastes good <laughs> it's monkey madness and monkey uh, madness there you go i think it's like a dragon fruit and passion fruit mixed together something like, like that come on, who wouldn't want that yeah especially now in the summertime that's really gonna help and the other thing about it too you don't get any jitters like you do with any of the other energy drinks or other things like that even coffee you don't get that why because it doesn't have the sugar in it you don't get the crash you don't get the jitters you don't have any of that it gives you all natural energy also has neurofactor which helps build your brain up helps you get smarter gets a bigger brain and if you've been able to tell jimbo's brain is getting a lot better big. his language your language skills are getting better. They really are. Someone wants to go back a couple of years and listen to you before you hit Dubby. Language skills, again, you, you have Jimbo Gwidge for a reason. Uh, and here we are. It, it, again, you don't know how to speak the language, so you still say it wrong. But here we are. You know what I mean? So it's there. It helps you out. No jitters. None of that crash. 
and neurofactor helps your brain. You can't beat any of that. And also, here's the other thing too, something else you can't beat. If you go to W.GG right now, that's W.GG, you go ahead, you find any of the stuff you want there. They have all the flavors. They even have a, like a little variety pack, so you can test all the flavors before you find out which one is your favorite. They have uh, those nice little shakers and tumblers there for you. They have some merchandise too for you as well. They got a cool little logo. I like the little smiley face logo. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, so they have all that stuff there. You go, you go buy some stuff over there. You get ready to check out. You're like, all right, I'm going to check out. Cause you know what? These prices, not bad, but you know what? We're going to help you make it better. Cause at checkout in the promo code, you go ahead, you put ST sports 18, all capital letters, ST sports 18. You're going to get 10% off of your purchase there at W.GG. When I said it couldn't get any better, I lied. It can absolutely get better with the code ST Sports 18. That's all capital letters, ST Sports 18 over at W.GG. Be better. Definitely going to have some this weekend so I can stay yeah, up no. and watch the, the football games. Because, I mean, uh, let's be honest, they, they are boring, especially. But there's nothing second. else. Yeah. <laughs> There's really nothing else. Oh, quick aside. What did you think of the uh, DS Paul fight? Lasted three rounds and I turned it off. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, I told you. I told you. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Listen. But I told you, everybody out there trying to say, oh, it was an entertaining fight. It was an entertaining fight. I don't give a no. shit. If Diaz actually punched and not slapped, because that, that's, how, that's how he was throwing punches. He was slapping Paul. Like, instead of, like, punching straight, he was basically. Slapper. Yeah, he, he, I, I guess maybe he was trying out for Dana White's slap league or whatever that one is slap slap lap slap well but, now apparently jake paul wants to fight him in mma yeah and they're talking about doing that as the rematch for the next thing that might be interesting i mean diaz did put him in a chokehold in the 10th round so i would you know <laughs> diaz might get him on that one so uh we'll see i have no idea but because you were talking to me last week about like hey you're gonna watch it i was like not a chance yeah i, I, I turned had, it on I, that was it. I was like, I actually, like, after I turned it off, I went back to play hockey, and I was actually only following it on ESPN, the website, as the, the live rounds updated. I saw an update when it said, like, oh, Jake Paul knocks down Nate Diaz in the fifth or whatever it was, and yeah. I was like, oh, I really don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> good good for him. His brother did well in uh, at SummerSlam, though. Had a great Dude, match. SummerSlam was banging. That, that, was, that was awesome. Like, I missed it because okay. I had to go to... Uh, uh, one of the the wife's family functions. Okay. And, uh, I mean, that match was honest, nonstop excitement. I, I I heard that was a good match. I heard there were a couple other good ones. I heard the Shayna Baszler Ronda Rousey match, the MMA match was yeah. great. Uh, but overall, that it was uh, pretty good. You had the uh, uh, who is that? Uh, Jimmy Uso turning on Jay, or was yeah. it Jay turning on Jimmy? I don't know. I forget. They're twins. That match uh, sucked. I, I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy turned on Jay. I think Jay was the one. Yeah, that J- Jimmy's the. Uh, yeah, Jimmy t- uh, t- turned on Jay. Yeah, he he's back with uh, the bloodline. I I, uh, I will say that the Lesnar Cody Rhodes match that probably stole the show. Lesnar, you know, like the joke it with him, and I mean you you've said this also many times. Once Lesnar starts sweating, you know the match is over in five minutes. He went on another good 15, 20 minutes. Like Lesnar's a professional. Yeah. Above anything else, and one thing you can never say about Lesnar is he loves pro wrestling. He loves the craft. Um, and when he's motivated, he puts on great wrestling matches. Yeah. He does. Um, and you can tell the difference when he's motivated 
which we've seen uh, uh, many times, whether with Roman Reigns, with John Cena, uh, with Cody Rhodes, these last couple ones. And when he's not, when he, <laughs> Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania, that yeah. was fucking horrendous. <laughs> but again, that's a lot on, on Ambrose and that's a lot on uh, uh, him and, and his work ethic and how he handled things. And that's the other thing. If you're not going to engage with Brock, Brock doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, and and so but Brock Lesnar is is an absolute professional. Um and I think that came through again. But again, WWE's man, he they are hitting it out of the park with with a lot of the stuff they're doing. Yeah. And their television uh is better. Um I miss McAfee, but I mean the man's got enough on his plate as it is. Yeah. Uh so especially you, know, you got college football season coming up, he's moving to ESPN which a lot of people are still pissed about, but good for him, man. I, that's the dream. One day I hope, listen, I want to sell out so bad. I want to be a sellout. Like nobody's ever <laughs> sold out before. I want to, ha- I want to wear a shirt that's covered like NASCAR. I want every sponsor on me. I want to be on ESPN <laughs> taking their money. I want to be simulcast on everything. Get me everything. I want to sell out like a son of a bitch. If you don't think I want to sell out, everybody wants to come on here. It's like, well, this show's not like it used to be. This show was better when they weren't. I don't care. Fuck you. I'm trying to sell out. So if you um, if you sell out, first thing you buy is a new computer. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get a, a deal with like Alienware or something and see if I can get a free computer. That's what I'm gonna sell out to sell out. I'm gonna sell out my sellout so I can sell out my sellout. I'm gonna sell out everything. I don't care. Tattoo something on my ass. Let's go. I'll get W tattooed on my ass for the right price. I will call W after the show. <laughs> uh, but I think that's uh, I think that's it for this this week. I think we're probably ending on the ass tattoo is probably a good way to end it. Yeah, because uh, you know, can't be like Colin Cowherd. Well, <laughs> l- listen, we can't be any worse than Colin. Yeah, Cowherd, that's for sure. We <laughs> haven't said any. Yeah, you know who you know who really can't win a Super Bowl. Norm Van Brock, you know, <laughs> okay. Otto Graham, never going to win a Super Bowl. Just it's, it's, it can't happen. <laughs> fucking idiot. What a fucking moron. So t- till next week, this is your good friend, Jimbo. And it's your boy King. We're out.